Hello and welcome to a Bird Count Wonderland. We were an Arsenal podcast, now we're a shower of shit. I just hope Stan was watching this for his first ever game, because Stan will look around at me and go, Josh, we seem to have lost Josh. And Josh goes, yeah, that's our seventh loss of the season at home. Oh, is it? How much can we get for this shack of shit? Seven, two billion, five billion, sell it. I expect the club to be sold in the morning, toot sweet, because quite frankly, we're shit. Talking about people who are used to selling things, it's uh, the Femster. All right, Mr. Femster? How you doing, guys? How you doing? How you doing? Not you much. Telling, you were just telling us that you are. You may look like a vicar with your little your little white bit there, but you're actually a trained assassin. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, not going to let that out. <laughs> and you're, you're yeah. off to somewhere in Texas tomorrow to uh, do us all a favour. <laughs> yeah, double O, double O fifty five or something. How many defeats have we had? Double O thirteen. <laughs> it is our worst number of home defeats in the league since the, the Premier League began. Terrible. Talking about defeats, it's Mister Stokes. No one's going to get that unless you go back and listen to the old days where we used to treat you like like a little trained monkey and we get you to say words like curly whirly and then you cry. How are you doing? Because of my mellifluous Bristolian tones, I assume. My favourite accent on the planet. And it's even better for a woman, has it? How are you doing? It's been a while. Uh, good, good. I mean, having trawled through that, you know, unrelenting shower of shite. But other than that, all good. Right, I'm going to say hello to a few people in the chat. First of all, there's Dean Stanley. He's actually an Everton fan. Every time I say it, he was the one who came with me to the Champions League final. And I tweeted earlier, 16 years ago, we beat Everton 7-0 at home. And he popped up when I was there with you. He was on the floor, banging it, going, we've got European football. He was over the moon. But now he's dead to me because he's left God Manchester and moved to Hartford. You're dead to me, Stanley. Dead, I tells you. So you can go away. Horrible boy. Horrible um, story. It's, it, it certainly is, yes. Um, uh, right, Josh Page, Kronky out, Ek in. Ek is a Swedish bloke who something to do with Spotify is worth about four billion. He wants to buy the club. It will be available in the morning. I expect that to be done. Phil Macca, a vase of off. I think it means farce of offside. Is V next to the F? It's above the F, below the F. Uh, sock gate and shit own goal. Another fine night. That's what it is. Ah, oh, it's like Corrigate. I think, um, didn't he kick Sabios's sock and Sabios uh, went down? And uh, we've had no news of whether Sabios has broke both his legs from that tackle, but I'm sure there will be news. He's probably been humanely destroyed. <laughs> Expect him to be in a pucker pie by the morning. <laughs> Not a pucker pie. If anyone from pucker pie are watching, I love your pies and you can sponsor the show. They don't um, contain Spanish footballers. No, they, they certainly don't. Well, foot, the loosest sense of the word footballer there. Very good. Uh, Corey is in Canada. How do Corey? How are you doing? Lovely. Um, I've done Josh Page. There's a Gemini Jedi. There's and lots of numbers. There's our very own Nick. Oh, dear. That wasn't very good at all, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sai and Vesh. Who else is in here? Oh, it doesn't seem to be. Ah, oh, Rudy Rastos. Rast, Rastlos. One day, I, I hope to get your name right. Um, done that one. Oh, Avon Ted. He's got rid of the Inkton. He's just Avon Ted now. You're going to have to convince me that wasn't deliberate from Leno. Just a fool. It probably would have been easier for him to save it. It would have been to do that on purpose. Uh, I want to leave. That's, that's what it's all about. Arkan Tiger. The Who's number Betty? of fans. My cat. Ah. She just decided to jump in an Amazon box and now the box is upside down and she's 
she's probably going to die. Never mind, I've got three others. Um, a large number of fans turned out to protest and make their voices heard is the most important thing today. Today's game is irrelevant. Cronky out, respect from Sydney. Arkan, can I come and live with you? It's sunny all year round in Sydney. It's only this week I've been out of start to get some moves on because it's too cold and wet normally. Who else is in there? Uh, right. Oh, God, that went down too fast. Steve E. This Steve E person subscribed to our channel, which we're sh shutting the subscriptions at the end of the month. And you've only just joined Steve E. But at least you'll be one of the special ones to get a special video just from me saying thank you. Chris Lodato, quite frankly, scumbag. Loki, probably drunk. Um, Colo's used cars. If you uh, need a knack of that Ford Fiesta with a, with a forged MOT, go see Colo's used cars. And he has paid us £6 to say that. Uh, Paul Avis is there. And uh, Rob Sull, Sull, someone called Rob. And uh, I'm not going to read anymore because, quite frankly, you're all boring me. So, Femi, you're a man who has an abundance of wise words. Would you like to uh... – oh, I forgot to say – one of my favourite hip hoppers has died today. Oh, I love Digital Underground as well. Yeah. So that is one of my favourite hippity hoppy bands ever doing the Humpty Hump. A moment's silence. He was fantastic. Anyway, Femi, there you go. I'm a bit sad because he's dead, and I've actually uh, been listening to that his album since they very first came out. Um, thoughts on the game? Have you got anything to try and cheer up the fans? Because God knows some of them are probably thinking of. Uh, I know, overdosing on donuts or whatever it is we do nowadays. Um, this was a this was a hard watch. Um, what can you say? You know, to be fair, I thought second half, first 15, 20 minutes, we played we played all right. Um, I'd say we we seem to be creating more chances and have more control of the game. We pushed Everton back a lot more, so that's something, I guess. Um, you know, but apart from that, this is one of the hardest games to watch this season. I know there's been a lot, but this one was just, it's like the game, the season's finished, to be honest with you. So it, it and as much as Arteta keeps telling us, oh yeah, we're going to push in the league, we're going to push in the league. Clearly the players have checked out of, of the league season, you know, got, yeah. So that, I mean, there's, this is the hardest game to analyse. I, I, I literally said to someone, I said, how do you analyse a game like this? It's literally just based on us making mistakes now. We just give we give away at least one goal every single game. So that's that's my overall thoughts. <laughs> it's so hard to analyse this game. <laughs> and you're a man who has loads of words. And if you can't dig deep for something, you said the 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 did you say that Josh said we're going to give a push in the league? But I don't think he gave a direction that he's going to push him, whether it's up or down. It seems to be seems to be in the downward direction, and that's not good. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, like like you were saying with that Everton, I know, like you you, you tweeted it that Everton, what was it? We beat them seven nil. Was it seven one? That sixteen years ago, we beat them six one. What two thousand and nine? I think it was with the Nielsen dancing in midfield. And then if you look at their trajectory of the two clubs since then it, it's it, it checks out that like they've beaten us they've beaten us twice this season you know home and away which you know we've we've done that about what to liverpool to villa to um to liverpool villa man city everton and there was another team that beat us home and the wolves as well burnley. so five teams five no i think we drew burnley away so five teams have have handed us 10 defeats or you know 
you know, it's just on. Anyway, let's talk about the game, I guess. (laughs) Mr. Stokes, what what have you got to say about it all? I don't know. You watch it and you sort of, my overwhelming response was not that we're shit. I think we're something far worse than shit. We're mediocre. There's just like an unchecked apathy amongst those players. You can sort of see, as Femi said, they've just checked out. They ain't necessarily all that interested in competing at all. We weren't bad. There was just no spark. There was no sort of... At no point during that game did I think to myself, we're going to kick on in a minute. We're going to go up through the gears. We're going to start creating chances. You look at the team, and whether you want to say it's the players, whether you want to say it's the manager, whether you want to say it's the owners, it's most probably a combination of all these things conspiring with one another just to create one smorgasbord of toilet, which is very difficult to analyze because you look throughout the season and there are certainly instances in which you could say that Arsenal have improved. But on the flip side to that statement, you could say that are we any better than Unai Emery's first season? No, we're not. We're worse. We're worse in terms of shots on goal. We're worse on in terms of goals scored, goals conceded, points on the board, we're worse than every sort of criteria that matters. And to be perfectly honest, I don't see it getting any better, certainly not this season. It just depends what happens in the summer. I think it is a bit knee-jerk to start talking about Arteta being sacked, but if they're not planning for it, if they've not thought about it, if they've not had discussions about it, and there's something seriously wrong with them. So what can be done about this? There's, I did say to these two before we started the show, I've made six notes. The first one, like you were saying, Femi, great run, first minute. We always we either concede in the first few minutes or we have really good chances. Great run, magnificent cross from Chambers, which he's got a habit of doing lately. And little Eddie is tiny and didn't get a good head on it. He should have scored. And then there was another one a little while after where he had another header and he didn't, didn't put it in. And then a 15th minute, Dean... Has another great run down there left. He was really, really good. He set up Calvert-Lewin um, five minutes ago, and this cross hit holding and went towards goal. I mean, that's just a kind of bad... I, you'd expect that kind of thing to go in, but magnificent reaction, say, from Leno. So we've got to give him some kind of kudos for for that not seeing that ball coming in because no one expected that to ricochet in the direction that it did. It, it was almost uh, Roberto Carlos Latournois kind of uh, bend on that. 17th minute, another great cross from Chambers. And again, Eddie didn't get up enough. Uh, then Saka turned on the spot, had a shot right at the goalkeeper. So, yeah, like you were saying, Fem, at the beginning of the game, things did look a little bit like, oh, hold on a second. But would you would you say that if we had someone other than Eddie playing up front during that time, that we may well have got a goal or two? I don't know, because we didn't really create clear-cut chances for him either, to be fair. I mean, it's not like we... I mean, we were having a lot of touches, but, I mean, they kind of nullified a lot of our threats. So they really nullified Saka and Smith-Rowe. They really targeted those two. They left Pepe kind of to Richarlison and uh, Coleman... Was it not Coleman? Uh it is Coleman on the right, isn't it? To right. handle, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they left they left them to handle Pepe, but then they, as soon as Smith Rowe or, or Saka got the ball, they were right on top of them. You know, Gomez and and um, Allen were were right on top of them. So 
realistically, are they? this is the biggest problem with Arsenal. We know what the problem is, is central midfield, isn't it? Because if, if they're doubling up on a lot of your forward players, that means your central midfield should have a lot more space, Party and Ceballos. But our central midfield literally create nothing, score nothing. They have, I mean, they get like one, two assists a season, probably be, between the lot of them, to be honest with you. And then you are, then teams have just worked that out. So they'll just say, you two have the ball and we'll, we'll nullify all your forward thinking players and then go and beat us. And we can't do anything about it. We've got nothing special. In, even Party, unfortunately, you know, he plays the odd nice pass and then, you know, the next two passes will be short or, you know, out of play. And then Tobias is just floating around. Not, you know, he was the most free of all our players today and he did nothing, which he does nothing. I, I don't know how many, what he's, I'd love to know his stats since he's been at Arsenal in terms of goals and assists. It's probably poor to, to pathetic, to be honest with you. And, you know, that, that I think our central midfield is, is just unsustainable the way it is. I, I don't know how we're going to fix that. But it, that's if you don't have a central midfield, you, you don't have a team, to be honest with you. And I think Arsene Wenger always used to say that the battle is always won in midfield. If you don't, if no midfield, no chance. Can't really argue with him there, can we, James? It's, um... nah, I reckon he's spot on. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just refreshing a page as usual. The internet doesn't want to work because it's shit. Um, so in the first half, who would we put the blame down to? Would uh, James? Would you go with it was Sabios's fault because of his 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 much of much of nothingness? Would you give it to Partey, who someone tweeted Partey, the Garnet, and John Jensen because he really he did one part a decent pass a couple of games ago but he's he's really struggling to do anything in midfield if he's if he's partnered with someone like Sabayos or Elneny seems to be good if he's partnered with Xhaka but we can't play Xhaka there because we've got no one else at left back cuz he doesn't seem to fancy playing um Cedric at left back so would you put the whose fault would you put it down to in that first half for just the the lack of being able to create stuff and finish stuff i don't, I don't think you can you can single out any particular player i mean touching on what Femi just said about the midfield. I mean, uh, Sabas is one of those players that I can't, I heard someone describe him the other day. Every now and then you'll have a blinder of a game. You think, you know what? He's pretty good. But to juxtapose that, he usually has four or five games where he does that four touch spin around backwards inane passing range where he's pretty much totally ineffective. And it's one of those tonight. Partey, I can at least watch him and see that there's someone who's trying to make things happen. You know, it's an, it's a new team, new stadium, new environment, new lifestyle, new country, new climate for him. So it'd be remiss of people to expect wonders of him. He does have the experience, but you can at least see in his play that he is trying. Doesn't always come off. And I mean, his shooting range is fucking dreadful, but, um, at least he's having a go, where Sabayos sort of seems to hide behind simple passes. He seems to hide behind, you know, just I find him incredibly ineffectual most of the time. I think uh, I, we'd have to have rocks in our head and shit in our eyes to offer him a contract to be here next season. Of the players on the pitch that contributed, I mean, Saka and Smith Rowe at least had the energy. They wanted to progress the ball forward. They wanted to get into attacking areas. They wanted to cause a threat. And Ketia, 
if we're being perfectly honest, shouldn't be in an Arsenal shirt. He's not good enough. He's never going to be good enough. And he's really only there to make up the numbers because we don't have anyone else. Why not play Martinelli there? I think he would have, well, he certainly would have put a bit more energy into proceedings. It's just, you look across the team from start to finish, from front to back, and they just don't look like they have ideas collectively, like there's some sort of restraint that's put on them. Shackles, handbrake, if you will. And maybe that's a fear of uh, making a mistake. Maybe that's to do with the manager. It's just, like I said, it's just mediocre, isn't it? Maybe we're expecting too much of them. Maybe they're just not that good. Yeah, as long as we expect nothing, we will never be disappointed. Yeah. Rudy yeah, Mastos. It, 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 it's quite, on, sorry, just, just to follow up on your party point here. You know what? I've, I've been thinking a lot recently about party playing at Atletico and maybe there was a reason why Simeone coached him so much into just doing things simple. I know we, we when he came and we were all thinking, oh, yeah, he's got so much range and he can be more of a box-to-box. But at, at, at Atleti, he rarely did box-to-box, did he? He was more of one of their holding midfielders. And maybe there's a reason why. Maybe that is his role. And maybe we're just we're misusing him, you know? I, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly some truth to that. I think he's certainly not playing in as structured a team as he was in Spain. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to look at some tweets. I thought you two were going to have a bit of a chit-chat. Right, we'll go on to a um, a quote from a Rudy Rastos. Rast loss. Good God, Rudy. You need to change your name, God's sake. Call yourself Dave or something. He says, uh, no, don't do that. Just ignore me. He says, uh, he always puts up quotes because he's very helpful like that. From Arteta, there are certain things we cannot control. To disallow, disallow a goal 15 seconds before I saw it 10 times, I cannot see it. I don't get it. Right, and then... Uh, it was, never, it was never a penalty. I'm not having that. It was just <clears> never. I saw your tweet. Never in, a million, never in a million years is that well, a penalty. I agree. We'll come to that in a second. Another quote from Rudy, this from Arteta. It's damaging for the confidence because the last two games, we've lost five points at home. It's terrible, unacceptable. And then our very own Chris, the pirate carpenter. The hipsters are back, people. If you enjoyed the Football Hipsters podcast, Chris did a special one yesterday about the Super League. And already it's had nearly 2,000 views. Uh, what's the what's the farmers equivalent of a super league like the super farmers league uh it's the uh, the potato famine league um yes where they uh, they just have no potatoes and they all just sit around complaining about having no potatoes and no rum the combine harvester premiership oh it's it's a sad old time uh chris has put uh the performance we cannot control he's quoted arteta and then chris has put um it's your job for fuck's sake very harsh for for a man who uh, who got his team relegated season after season after season. Uh, well, once, but we won't talk about that, will we, Chris? So uh, there's only a couple of other things to mention. Uh, 51st minute, so I've gone straight from the 25th to the 51st, and I actually watched nearly all of this game. Uh, Fem, 51st minute, was it a penalty? Rikulson on Ceballos, and then was it offside with Pepe's elbow after? Before I saw the replay, I said, oh, that's a, definitely a penalty. And then I saw the replay and I was like, literally, there was nothing, no contact, to be fair. Then, obviously, the ref has given it and I think they've found it offside somehow to cop out because, I mean, seriously, the, I can't even be bothered to talk about the VAR offside, armpit, elbow, whatever. Number one, the technology like is crazy because 
to me, it didn't even look like the lines were even being done. <laughs> it, it looked correctly. like your two kids have got together and were fucking around with your computer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> number one, the lines. Number lines. two, the point of the point of contact to if you're if you're doing lines to that much of a level, then you need to do the exact point of contact of the ball as well to that level because you know my armpit might not be offside when the, the ball leaves the guy's foot. Then my arm, like all these silly things, but eventually, you know, for me, it's not offside. I mean, it's not a penalty, to be honest with you. It's not offside, but it's not a penalty either. If that was given against us, we would be, there would be like all the conspiracy theories if that penalty was given against us and upheld. So, you know, it is what it is, I guess. James, you tweeted about this, and I tweeted about it. I went off, uh, pen my ass, and then. VAR's trying to kill the game because it wasn't offside. I reckon that decision is pretty much the perfect summation of VAR to me. Two, <laughs> two fucking ludicrous decisions to actually get to the right one. It's madness. Look at that. Dean's put Etch-A-Sketch VAR. That's what it looked like. I mean, it's, it's never a penalty. And he, I mean, he's offside by what? The skin follicles on his elbow. It's just nonsense. Are you going to say any more than that? I'm about to go and cut that and use that as a name for this week's podcast. It just gets VAR because <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> so I'm just cutting yeah, and pasting. Well, you two talk amongst yourselves while I paste this. No, it, is, it, is, it, it is crazy that, I mean, the, the game has got to this point where you're the, you know, computers and you know what it's not even that that the technology is bad it's i said before the technology came to england i said the english referees are not good enough you know already so you're adding something else to make them even worse at you know and it's like it's all these things that you you just keep thinking oh what is going on um but yeah that's my thoughts on father it definitely wasn't a penalty but it wasn't offside just it's just been one of those seasons where you've got no fans in the ground, so there's no atmosphere. And you take that into account, you add VAR alongside it, it's just sucking the joy out of it. It's just becoming mechanical and tedious now. I mean, just, and you, you know, can't and celebrate you know a goal. You know what, James? They, another thing is they've had a season without fans to work out the rubbish of VAR. If they try and pull this crap off when there's fans there there's going to be mayhem like you know that the fans are not going to stand for all of i mean you've got no choice as a fan i guess but you've had like a season and a and a bit now to work work out the kinks with no fans no no one shouting you don't know what you're doing none of that and you're still getting these crazy decisions like it's 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 mad Oh, if anything, it's getting worse. I mean, if they put either of those two decisions on the um, big screen with a replay and show the mm-hmm. actual, well, it, it, people will go ballistic. They'll tear a place yeah. apart. I mean, it's just, uh, like like you said, you get to the point where you don't really want to talk about it, do you? It's just, it's just so farcical. It's like, we have a bad decision this week. Arguably, we're going to have bad ones next week. And there's bound to be something... You know, you'll get to the point where you're just thinking, how has a sane human being with fully functioned eyes come up with that? And then <laughs> and then it'll be conspiracy theories, like everyone's against Arsenal, the refs are bent, blah, 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 UEFA are corrupt. 
Uh, it just makes it worse. It's just it's just a shit decision by a shit system managed by shit people that's ruining football. <laughs> so isn't there some kind of clear and obvious? Where does the clear and obvious come into? Is no, that just things like penalties? That's gone. That's gone. The clear and obvious offside thing went ages ago. It's gone. Yeah. That's it's ages there. ago. And, and 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 then, I mean, like who? Someone's saying that the the who made this this new offside rule? It, oh, the Premier League teams agreed to the shirt sleeve rule or whatever it was when all the toes and stuff laces were offside last season so they went shirt sleeve or whatever it is this season now it's just utter chaos I mean you, you just I've seen I saw one Liverpool a couple of weeks ago and it's like you just see these things you're like is this really what we want to be doing is this is this what we want to be doing for real I don't know. it's like in the chat there Christoph Groning has said uh it's bad when you don't really get angry or sad anymore. We're so used to this VAR bullshit. Is it just me? No, it's no, not. No, I think and Christopher is very right. Mm, it is. And it's, it's, there's no signs of it getting any better. They seem to be... VAR was meant to clear up so much stuff in football. It was meant to be the leading light. Everything was going to be okay. Wait until we get it. And it would be, be the sunny uplands, as Nick Abbott would say. And it's not. It's to, some teams... Like the wonderful Man United are getting about a penalty or some goal-scoring opportunity from a free kick or something like that every three games. And then we're just constantly being denied game after game. And at some time, it's got to take its toll on you because you think if you're having to go down to the the finest, uh, go down to the finest marker on Microsoft Paint, which is what I think they, they're probably using, you have to go down to the thinnest one to try and get some kind of line. No, that's not it. And then even the commentator said, shame they're not going with the leading foot. Because then that would be a little bit more, um, more like what was going to happen if they're all lined up and in. How, in the name of all that is holy, is was it Pepe? How is he obtaining any sort of advantage in that position with his fucking elbow out like that? It's just. <laughs> so the lines we see are they the actual lines that they use? Because I'm sure someone said before that wasn't the final ones because they had one that was a zigzag, looked more like a lightning strike than an actual line. And they went, because it curved, or, or there was some massive error with it. And they went, oh, that's not the final line that we were using after after everyone complained about it. But we are seeing them straight from where they do all this stuff, aren't we? I see. I, I don't know what's worse. Is when we beat uh, Slavia Prague the other night, you had that decision before we scored the opening goal where they didn't show you a single replay of what was going on. I don't know what's worse, whether it's that or you don't see what they're doing. Or like today, when you can see each and every little angle they're coming up with. I don't actually know which one's worse. Do you know, Femi, whether the, what we are seeing on the screen from BT or Sky Sports is the actual um, lines that they're using? Or, or is it just... Um... I think the Premier League one is what they're using, to be fair. I think the one, like you're saying, in the Europa League and in other leagues, in other leagues, actually, they don't show the lines anymore. It's us that show the line. But yeah, it is... It is them working it out as we're seeing it. That's, I mean, that's, anybody who's used any kind of graphics package, you don't get the entire zoomed out thing. You get I mean, the full thing. You you go and zoom in and go and zoom and closer and closer to get more accurate. They've seen the go on their massive big screen, go straight line. There you go, bish bash bosh, job done. That'll do. Because I think I think the obvious solution here is for you to take over VAR duties next season. 
<laughs> yeah, I'd set fire to it and put it in a bin and then roll it down a hill. Uh, Phil Mack was put three things that are clear and obvious. VAR is shit. We are shit. Spurs is not an elite club. <laughs> All accurate. Oh, dear. Uh, if anybody was at the, the protest today, congratulations. It didn't get nasty. The police turned up and you will be able to see us. Thank you very much to everybody. And there was thou- uh, maybe a couple of thousand people there. I was watching most it of it. A properly impressive turnout, wasn't it? It was. Um, you did kind of think, oh, please don't let this be one of those ones where you see other clubs do a protest and it's, you know, uh, two people and a lunch lady with a sign that says, down with that sort of thing. <laughs> More of a picnic than a protest. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a pr- pr- they did, then people should be proud of themselves. They did. They were very, very good. It got a little bit silly at one point. They were getting on top of the awning outside the front of the shop. Did but then someone the break a leg? Did you see I that? I think someone some, fell off. A young kid fell off. Fell off. Fell off. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, right, another quote here Rudy is putting here. Arteta on VAR decisions, and he quotes, this has been building up. Enough is enough. Today I had enough. We've had many of them, and no one explains them. Rudy, did you make that up? Because it's usually um, Loki that makes these up. And Rudy's also put, if it affects a lot of people, our job and most importantly our football club, you can't have a lot. Loss is not on VAR. It's just not. Yeah, I was about to say. I think this mm. is a little bit of deflection. You know, I, I, I mean, yeah. There was how many more minutes to go from there? Plenty, plenty of time to to go and do yeah. something. And uh, Rudy never puts fake quotes, so I believe what he has put because he's not like that. Uh, oh, Hambo Gumble has put uh, Jetador. The Stolen Monk, a.k.a. Nick Abbott, far more entertaining than Arsenal. <sighs> a fellow Nick Abbott listener. The man is an I don't agree with him on a lot of the stuff that he says, but I love the way he says it. Um, they, yeah, Jimmy H, they even measured it wrong. Uh, K-Man, we didn't lose today because of fucking VAR. Come on, Arteta. Uh, oh, here we go. Thunder, his first uh, quote that I've seen tonight. VAR will improve it once it has corporate sponsorship. <laughs> Oh dear. Um so uh James, where uh, do we go from here? Do we uh, do we just do we just put all of our egg our our one broken egg in our our Europa League broken basket? Is, is are we all ready for the crushing inevitability of Unai Emery dumping us out of the cha- <laughs> Europa League? Uh, where do we go from here? I mean, Jesus Christ, that's a long and meandering answer, isn't it? You just this, I'd say I'm 50-50. Do you think changing the manager is a good idea? Arteta, at least in phases, seems like he knows where he wants to go. Whether or not he's correctly implementing the means to get to that place is another matter entirely, but he says the right things. Me, personally, I think that's what separates him from Emery. It's why, why people give him a chance. is because he's a much better grasp on the... Um, language he doesn't have horrendously greasy hair and you can actually understand the points he makes so he seems to be like he wants to put us in a direction that we need to go in but it's just getting there do i think we'll win the europa league no i generally it's a big ask i mean villarreal are a decent team and should we get past that hurdle we got to get past man united or roma arguably both of those on their day would be better than us Depends which Arsenal turn up, doesn't it? I mean, that's what's so frustrating. They, those players do have the ability to be exceptionally good on their day, but that day is few and far between, isn't it? It's not like 
in the days of Wenger, where you'd have a performance and it'd be this shit, but you know we'd go out next week and actually batter someone. And you don't get the impression we'll do that now. Is it like it'll go from one level of toilet to not so bad then? <laughs> that was my afternoon, by the way. Uh, thank you, lactose and gluten. Made me ill, you fuckers. Oh, what a horrible, Another- horrible thought. I've become an oxtail soup dispensing machine. Right, uh, a quote It must be the... like opening a portal to hell. <laughs> Sean's mum had nipped round. She came round and shut the door. <laughs> I've got to close the door. Oh, dear. Anyway, Rudy's had another quote here. Arteta on whether the players knew about the protests. We got, this, we got inside the stadium early. Obviously, they know what is happening. They are all connected to social media. We let them know the reasons why they, the fans, were outside. Um, you let them, who let them know the reasons? Why, why did the club need to let the players know the reason? I'm sure the players <laughs> figured out the reason <laughs> by Sunday night why the fans are outside. No one needed to let them know the reasons. Uh, I mean, honestly, um, I'm so... Um, do you know what it is? I'm, I'm not... If he got sacked or if he left in the summer... I wouldn't. I just wouldn't be. I'm sort of like fifty-fifty. Like if, if he gets sacked, he gets sacked. You know, he can't really have any complaints that he hasn't been given a chance. Um, if he doesn't get sacked, my only thing is, you cannot have a situation where you get to November, December, we're playing like this again, and then you sack him. Make a decision in the summer. Don't get to the middle because if you get to the middle of the season, unless you get lucky like Chelsea did we remember last time we sacked Emery I mean we were like so clueless as to what we wanted to do we put Jumberg in with the doctor and Per Mertesacker and that was it <laughs> and the tea you lady know, right? doing the goalkeeper yeah. training <laughs> and that was it that was it so I forgot I, about that you don't want to be doing that in the middle of the season I mean and then now who's even left at the club that could even run it Steve Bold probably that's it so that's your caretaker manager, Steve Bolt, who's having a torrid time with the under twenty three as usual. Ed, who could <laughs> have a go? Fuck you, everyone well, else has. There you go. Who, who else is there? There's, there's <laughs> the club is is bare thin at every level right now. You know, we we've we've sold ourselves really short in so many areas of the club. We've got four members on the board. We've got Vinay, Edu, Arteta, and Per Mertesacker. That's it. That's literally all there is at the club. Everyone else is like administrative people. You know, it's it's crazy, you know. Um, it's just not good enough. That's the bottom line. You know, there's nothing that's good enough about this this performance. This, we, we even didn't even bother to talk about the goal because that's how bad that was. That was just comical stuff that could only happen to us, you know. Um, our central midfielder who's having to play left back because... We only have one left back at the whole club. Not even we couldn't even put in a, a youth left back, a, a young left back, a eighteen-year-old. We don't even have one of those. We put our our central midfield at left back. He gets absolutely roasted for the first time. To be fair, always going to happen at some point. It was always going to happen at some point. He got absolutely destroyed at left back um, twice in one move, and then the tamest of crosses bounces didn't take any deflection and our keeper not only did it let it slip through his hands it hit his right leg and went into the goal 
I mean, you couldn't even make it up. I mean, that's it's like easier to save it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's goalkeeper 101, which is get your whole body behind the ball. I'm not even a goalkeeper, and I know that is get your whole body behind the ball. And he, I mean, seriously, I mean, come on, Leno, that's that's poor. And I was having a, a little discussion with Josh in the um, in the in the private chat earlier about um, he was saying just put Matt Ryan in, and I was like, we've got to the point where we're going to sign Matt Ryan. And let's be honest, Matt Ryan is never going to replace Leno as number one, no matter how many mistakes Leno makes. So we're only doing it because he's cheap, number one. So then there's there's literally no pressure on Leno at all this season. And there will be not any pressure on him next season because Matt Ryan is not going to start over Burnt Leno. I don't know what anyone else thinks about that. He seems to think that they're on the same level, I think. They are not on the same level at all. (laughs) <laughs> and Matt, you're just Matt, doing a cheap option, yeah. Matt Ryan's a decent backup goalie for a club of Arsenal sides at best. Cup goalie. I mean, Early Leno, cup. if we sold Leno in the summer and went after someone else, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like him. Go. I like didn't him, he, but... Didn't he say that he might want to leave or that he, 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 he might go somewhere? Well, how, how did he put it? He said something along the lines of, I'm happy at Arsenal... You know, if something were to materialise, blah 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 blah, that kind of thing. It was one of those ones where he mentioned he mentioned Champions League. He wants to play in the Champions League. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I want to not lose. That's my expectations. I've just got down to not losing at home. He's probably yeah. knocked you know, like 10, 20 million off his price tag, but you will not see a worse goalkeeper mistake all season. That's shockingly bad. That is, and considering the saves he made, those reaction saves in the first half, it just kind of sums up our season. We've got another quote from Rudy Arteta on the VAR decision. At the end, I have to defend my club and our interest. Today, I said that is enough. And then uh, someone else said that there was a quote from uh, oh yeah from Graham Souness after the game on Arteta's post-match interview. Graham Souness said, "When the manager comes on and all they can highlight is the penalty, they should have had." next bit which was never a penalty if that's what you're hanging your hat on to get a result that ain't good shit the bed well i mean i mean uh, to be honest what it is is now like is he needs to is he now trying to play the game of deflection that's the yeah. first time i've seen him do that he, he's usually like blame me it was my fault you know all of that type of stuff is he learning to play the game of deflection let's just Let's just get to next week. I just think once we know where we're at with the Europa League, I don't want us to be. Us, this is just bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's almost laughably bad. It's almost that like it goes past the point where you're annoyed, where you can't help but laugh at how bad it is. You're getting a little bit of love from Phil Macker there, uh, Femi. He says, wise words from Femstar, the smooth soul voice of ABW. We need to get a goalie to push Leno. Well, yeah, I thought, he's, I yeah, thought he was I mean, implying you should go in goal. Look at, um, look at the Fulham keeper, for example. Um, decent Ariola. keeper. Would, yeah, I mean, he's at PSG, isn't he? I don't, know, I don't know if Chris is still in the chat. How much would it take <clears> to prize him away? from PSG, could we get him on loan for a season? I mean, these are the types of things that you wonder, when we're going out and spending two million on Ronison and you have, you know, uh, Fulham signing a keeper on loan of that kind of quality, he was, you know, a number one at PSG for a little while, even if it didn't work out. 
you know, there, there's there's stuff that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's crazy. What's the name of the guy at Bernie's keeper? It's Pope, isn't it? Pope, yeah, Nick Pope, yeah. He's, he, I mean, I reckon he's decent. Yeah, like he is. Him. Yeah, England, England um, is often in the England squad. I'm just looking here, yeah, 13 games we've lost this season. That is the last time we lost 13 was in Wenger's penultimate season. But then we went on and won the, the FA Cup, beat Chelsea 1-2-1 or 1-0 in the final. No, we didn't. That's the I'm highlighting the wrong one. That was the season after we uh, beat Chelsea. So that was the 2017-18 season. We really lost 13 games. We've yeah. lost 13 we've now. Lost last 13, season, yeah. 10. Season before that, 10. Season before that, 13. And the last time we lost more than 13 was 94-95. We lost 17. And 92-93, we lost 16. Yeah. I don't think we'll beat either the 16 or the 17, but we will have our How many, worst uh, how many did we lose we in Emery's first season? 10. 10? Was that many? Yeah. Because we were fifth that season, weren't we? Yep. Fourth round of the FA Cup, quarterfinal of the League Cup, and runners-up in the Europa League. And Obama Young got 31 goals all competitions that season. We could lose 17. I'm, I'm thinking we'd definitely lose to Chelsea. <laughs> we'll lose to Chelsea away, without a doubt. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's true. Any other relegation teams that we're playing? Uh, we are know. playing away at Newcastle. I reckon, are... I reckon Chelsea away is the game that we win. We'll lose stupidly <laughs> to someone else. So we've got Newcastle away and then we've got West Brom at home and then Chelsea and Palace away in the last game of the season. It's the Matt Ryan derby, but Brighton at home. We're definitely losing to Brighton at home. Yeah, I said definitely. that before. We're definitely losing to Brighton at home. <laughs> we'll find, they play much better football than us. They keep the ball better than us and they'll win 1-0. We, we, I can see that happening. With the fans back in the stadium as well. That's a good point. <laughs> Chris Chris is doing his stand-up routine on Areola. He says he's a bit of a tit, though, and we were offered him for £10 million and we said no. I don't know why you've done that in separate messages, Chris. You're trying to, you're trying to drag out it's your friends. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not worked. Right. Um, oh, there we go. We've been going 42 minutes. Some of us have got things to do with our lives. Uh, well, I obviously don't because I've got nothing else to do. Um, right. Uh, Femmes, to sum up the game and your feelings about it and where do we go from here? Do we just go Premier League? No, don't, not bothered anymore. Yeah, game was crap. Stick the kids in now for the rest of the league season. You've, you, you said you've, Arteta said him and Edu have planned the summer. You know who's staying, you know who's going. Uh, stick the ones that are going. Don't play them in the Premier League anymore. Let Martinelli start every single Premier League game now. Stop putting him on a bench. It's not it's pointless. And start blooding in some youngsters that you know are staying. <laughs> That's it now. The league is, is, is finished. Whether we finish ninth or 11th, what difference does it make, to be honest with you? A couple of extra million that we'll, as fans, will never see. So, yeah, no, start blooding the youngsters. Massive problem at left back, to be honest. It, it, we need, they said Tierney's a bit ahead of schedule. So, fingers crossed we can get through the next, well, week, isn't it, with Villarreal, next two games with Villarreal, and somehow, miraculously, Tierney can come back. Imagine a, imagine a club. It, if I told you five years ago that a left-back would be our most important <laughs> player, <laughs> that the whole team would fall apart without a left-back, you would have you would have said, I'm crazy. 
Oh, very true. Um, Archangel. Why can't I say that word? Archangel. Archangel. It's too, I've got that wrong as well. He, um, he says, the first time we failed to score in 10 times in a season, another record. And formerly knows her. She says, can we sign Sebastian Frey now? Oh, James. Shit. It was, you know, traditionally shit in keeping with how shit things have been throughout the season. Where do we go from here? Totally agree with what Femi said. Forget about the league. League is now pretty much inconsequential. We're going to finish in a position that doesn't befit a club of Arsenal's size in a position that's, you know, to be honest, quite embarrassing. We have to throw all our eggs towards the Europa League basket and hope for the best. And if things don't work out, then they don't work out. We have to try and rebuild in the summer. True. Reese AFC has put a decent point here. Get rid of Arteta. Get Rafa in now. We need an experienced manager. Didn't he do that at Chelsea? He came in and won him the, the Europa League. I'm sure that he get did. Him now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't sit here and have to pretend to have the slightest idea what we should do, but I don't think an experienced Rafa Benitez is the answer. Only a crazy team sacks their manager a few days before an important cup game, isn't it? Yeah, you got to be a bunch oh, yeah. of complete idiots to do something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, okay. so anno- it's so annoying that the whole Super League fiasco came out and in amongst all that nonsense, it got buried the fact that Spurs sacked Mourinho and we didn't really get to enjoy it because it is hilarious. That's exactly why he did it. He's a flipping calculating that guy, isn't he? <laughs> well, maybe we're waiting because uh, the thing with, uh, as we heard from Jamie Redknapp's um, WhatsApp message that got out, that um, that Spurs went, well, we're into, they had different um, degrees of his contract to get rid of him. If they were seventh or below, then that means they only had to pay about eight million. I think it was uh, fourth to sixth. It was a little bit more. So maybe uh, Cronky and that lot are waiting until we're, I don't know, can we get much lower? Maybe we've got to be about 15th and we can get rid of him for 25 quid because at the moment it's probably about uh, 50 quid to get rid of him. I don't know if you agree, but I got this sneaking feeling that I feel they're a lot more likely to win the League Cup now. Now he's gone. I didn't think well, they stood a chance before, but now I've got this horrible sort of no. you know, <laughs> sensa- prickly sensation that they're actually going to beat City. No, no City no, are watching. one of the greatest... I'm not going to watch it. They're one of the greatest teams in modern football. Their manager, their players, they're all they're top, so... Like, you take out... They've taken out their Obama Young and they've still gone on and nearly won the quadruple. They're, they're on the verge of it for the FA Cup semi-final of winning almost everything with, with their best player, best striker gone. That's uh, absolutely crazy. Um, right. There you go, that 35, 30 minute show ends up lasting 46 minutes. There's 112 people watching there. I think actually, if you're new, don't give, don't subscribe, don't get a thumbs up, don't leave a comment because, quite frankly, YouTube can go fuck themselves. I hate them. Uh, thank you very much for joining me tonight, Femster. You have been, you have been a star as always. Oh, I think there might be one of his children screaming at him because his dad's on the, on the, on the, on the I'll come back to you in a second when they stop screaming. James, you have been, you have been delicious. You have been um, effervescent and you have been slightly moribund at times. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) Jock has just um, aggressively ejaculated in his pants having heard that little session of words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hopefully we're going to get the jockey walkie doodah um oh, no, don't bet on it it's yeah. got to be a tuesday afternoon at exactly 8 47 <laughs> with a crescent a full moon, moon. Yeah, yes. to be able to do a podcast 
Oh, that's it. Uh, Femi, are you allowed to talk? You can have your kids screaming. It doesn't matter. No one cares. No, no, no. Don't, want them, don't want them screaming in the background. <laughs> uh, my name screams when I'm, when I'm beating her. Usually at Scrabble because <laughs> uh, she's physically stronger than me now. That didn't take much. Thank you for coming on, Femsey. You've been brilliant as always. Oh, no, that's good. Uh, bad way to start the weekend. But we moved, aren't we? <laughs> at least at least the weekend can't get much worse. Uh, well, I suppose well, that's, it for, it? that's it for football for me for this weekend. <laughs> I'm not watching any more games. I'm not watching match of the day or anything. That's it. Football's finished oh. for the weekend. I've given up watching Formula One because Mercedes are cheats. I've given up watching UFC because Dana White bought every other company. Now they've got five million fighters, none of which I know, and football is on its ass as well. The only thing saving me is the British touring cars and Gordon shedding his back, people. He's going to win the title. And Jason Plato's back. (gasps) Don't tell me you like touring cars. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Excellent. I thought we'd have done another hour. On Twitter. Welcome to a Burkamp Wonderland, a, a British Touring Car Championship podcast. That has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Minus right. 27 listeners. Oh, they've all fucked off at that. They're dropping like flies. <laughs> They're dropping like uh, burnt Leno's knees. They're all getting through. Uh, oh, there you go. Dejan did this at the end of the last show, but we didn't get it in in time. It says, love from Serbia. Hello, Serbia. And hello to the Serbian ladies. And... Uh, if you like a fat bloke with uh, with no hair and a very 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 bad personal grooming, you let me know. you. <laughs> <laughs> no fighting, no biting, and no pulling hair. There's enough for everyone. <laughs> on that tragic news, uh, uh, we will all see you again on probably Tuesday or Wednesday, unless we've given up podcasting by then. And uh, after this, actually, I'm going to go and have a little looky poo. Hold on, people. There might be, I might be able to direct you towards another podcast. Uh, no, there isn't. Go and soon go and have a look for the Gooners podcast. It is uh, Mike and used to be Andy. They are doing a show where he gives you the link like we've got here and you can go in his waiting room and then everybody who goes in there gets five minutes to go and talk about the game. Fantastic idea. And that's the Gooners podcast. That's where I'm going next. So go there and go and join in because uh, uh, Mike and Andy it's a virtual waiting room uh, yeah I'm, I'm I, I did understand that but how long do you have to wait like a couple hours oh, no 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 one listens to their podcast because because uh, mike's um horrible human being and he looks like a potato look we're okay. waffling on okay. now <laughs> oh dear so getting some love for dtm and touring cars in the chat lovely oh formerly knows her. she likes dtm oh Lovely. On that non-bombshell, we're going to go. Thank you very much, and good night. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>